0: Welcome to episode 27. Today I am answering the question, when should I interrupt my kids play? You are listening to The Simple Families Podcast, a Q&A style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 27. If you enjoy this podcast, I invite you to come over to simplefamilies.com and sign up for the email list. That's the best way to stay in touch. You'll get an update every week with what's going on on the podcast, on the blog, and in the community. This is a question and answer style podcast, and I am accepting questions, so please send those to me at simplefamilies.com. Forward slash ask. If you're looking for some more one on one support, I do offer coaching services. You can go to simplefamilies.com forward slash coach to get more information about that. And I really love working with my listeners, so please get in touch. Today's question comes from Kristen in California. Kristen writes I have three girls, ages three, four, and five. I love that they'll play imaginatively together, but I sometimes have a couple concerns about how they play. Often, my oldest will dominate the script, and I feel the need to interfere and create a script that allows my middle to participate. For example, the oldest wants to be the mommy and will only let the middle be the daddy, but she wants to be the mommy too, and I offer that they can both be mommies like mommy sisters. I fear my oldest setting the script will impede on my middle from having opportunities to imagine on her own. Also, what are your thoughts on imaginative play that centers on getting the bad guys and using pretend weapons? I dislike this type of play and continually try to stop it, especially when my oldest says, kill the bad guys. But developmentally, is this appropriate or how do I handle this? Thanks. Kristen, I love to hear that your girls are pretend playing together. Pretend play is really an incredible way to build empathy, to practice social skills, and to try on new hats. When kids pretend play, sometimes we call their play scripts. So they might have a script that today they're going to the grocery store or today they are going to rescue a cat. A good way to imagine this is as if your three children were on a stage and they were actors. And they were working on a production to put together with a script. And often in this production, the parent serves as the director and the children are the actors. So the children will act and play out the script until the director or the parent see something go astray and then they intervene. So Kristen, it sounds like you are acting as the director of this play, and you're not sure how much you should let your kids improvise and sort of go at it on their own. You're unsure of when or if you should be interrupting. As parents, we have the tendency to act as directors in our children's play and really just generally in our children's lives. But here's why we need to change this. Our children aren't just any actors, they're improv actors. That means rather than the director running the show, the real genius is in the actors, in the storylines that they come up with, in the ways that they interact with each other, in the relationships that they build together, in the way that they feed off of each other. So as the director of an improv show, your job is to really sit back and let the actors do their work. The reason that it can be hard is because with improv, everyone really brings their own script. Each of your children are bringing their own script and their own ideas of the way that this production should move along. So you'll see as they're young and they're still finding their way in this type of play that they're gonna do a lot of interrupting each other. They're going to debate over who does what and when they do it and what they say and the direction of the play. Getting three young minds all on the same page To keep the play moving forward and to keep the script progressing is hard. It's complicated. The youngest wants to bake a cake, and the middle child wants to have a barbecue, and the oldest child wants to go out to a fancy dinner and get dressed up. But there's only one play kitchen. So how does that all come together? Because of these conflicting scripts and story ideas, kids often lean on parents to mediate. So this means that the younger ones might want the parent to come in and fix the script and tell the oldest that they don't wanna get dressed up and they don't want to go out to a fancy dinner. They wanna have a barbecue. And as a parent, it's really tempting just to fix it. Nobody likes to hear their kids upset. Nobody likes to hear their kids argue. We all want fair and equitable treatment for our children. But here's the thing. These scripts are early attempts at problem solving and building social skills and empathy. Your children are really blessed to have each other, being that there's three of them, so that they can practice these things all the time, every day. They're practicing these skills now, so when they go out into the world, they can have successful relationships with people outside of the family because they're going to need problem-solving and social skills and empathy in their relationships in the real world. And they learn it through practice. And pretend play is one way that kids start to practice all these skills. So as tempted as we are to jump in and mediate, and fix this when kids disagree, it's really important that we let it play out. I think this pertains particularly to the case where one child is sort of dominating and the other child doesn't seem to be getting their fair share of the time to shine, as in the case that Kristen described here, that her oldest would sort of boss around the other ones and the middle child wouldn't get a chance to imagine her own scripts and to set the stage for the play. When you come in and you force the oldest, into letting the middle one have a turn, into letting her have her time to shine, you run the risk of undermining the confidence of your middle daughter. Because every time you come in and you do that, you could be sending her this message inadvertently that she can't do it on her own, that she needs you to do this for her, which means she's going to start relying on you more and more to mediate these situations. And they all are. And for your own sanity's sake, if you don't want a bunch of kids tattling on each other, and you don't want them coming to you every five seconds to solve all the problems, I would try to let them work it out on their own. And as to the question about not liking the play that talks about killing the bad guys and using pretend weapons, I think that is absolutely developmentally appropriate. If you think about 10 or 20 years ago, this was a very, very common type of play that you would see, particularly with boys. This interest in violence and killing is in no way exclusive to children. If you think about movies, they're full of this. That's sort of the adult's way of imagining these things. So I think a natural interest in these play scripts is completely healthy and normal. But I also think it's becoming more and more frowned upon in today's society, especially when you're using words like kill. So I completely understand your reservations about this. So my suggestion is to try not to interrupt the play when you hear this sort of thing attempt to go in and shift the script. So if you hear one daughter saying, oh, we're going to kill the bad guy. Instead, shift the script and say, let's capture the bad guy and where are we going to put him after we capture him? Start talking about capturing and rescuing and saving instead. As parents, it's definitely not our job to set the script, but occasionally if you do need to divert it and change the course, that's okay. So today's takeaway is to let your children play. Imagine them to be improv actors in training. They're all bringing their own scripts and trying to figure out the best way to make it all work together. And when it does work together, it's really beautiful. And when it doesn't, it serves as an excellent opportunity to problem solve and learn. That's gonna wrap up episode 27. Jump over to simplefamilies.com and sign up for the email list. I look forward to staying in touch and be sure to hit subscribe so you get all these new shows when they come out.